Hi, everyone. I'm Tish Conlon. Here's another episode of Tish Talk. Today, I have the co-founder of Canadian Frontline Nurses, Sarah Shujunian. Um, did I get it? Oh, great. Sarah great. is well known in Canada in the freedom movement, and she is a bright light. She's been a nurse uh, since 2004, and she had the guts and courage, uh, one of the first nurses to stand up and speak out in a rally against the lockdowns and the tyranny that was going on, the medical tyranny. Um, she's had her license removed. Is that accurate? Um, no. no. Okay. So she's had um, under investigation and <laughs> she's being disciplined by the College of Nurses of Ontario. Um, she's been defamed nationally in the media called a domestic terrorist unbelievable for actually wanting to care for people doing your duty um and you've even had the rcmp um knock at your door so you've taken a lot and today uh we moved our podcast because uh, sarah had to go to court just for going to a rally because she truly cares about people welcome it's an honor thank to have you. you on this show thank and you so much for having me Thank yeah. You. Oh, my pleasure. And I do these podcasts. Uh, I love, you know, for me, it's just pure joy to speak with people. I just got out of my outlook. I hear little dings going on. If that went on the whole podcast, it would be uh, annoying. So yeah, so you have uh, founded Canadian Frontline Nurses. Um, and what an amazing oh. co-founded and with and who is the other co-found? Kristen? Kristen Nagel. Yes. Okay. And I've met her too at a few events. Uh, amazing. So for people who don't know you, I mean, some people on my show are new, um, you know, they're, they're just getting involved or they're just understanding what's going on. Tell us a little bit uh, where they can find you and what you're doing, what your mission is. Uh, well, you can find me at CanadianFrontlineNurses.ca, yeah, <laughs> uh, lightingupdarkcorners.com, uh, but maybe I'll say how I became Canadian Frontline Nurses. Absolutely, sure. So for me, like you said, I was a nurse since 2004, and um, I worked mostly in a nursing home for the bigger, greater part of my career, and also in the community with kids. Um, you know, I had two jobs, because I'm a single mother of three. Um, so when you work in a nursing home, it's kind of obvious that the government doesn't really care about these people. Um, so for me, when they said they were going to shut down the entire economy to, uh, you know, protect these same people, a big red flag went into my head. Uh, I don't know if you're aware, but, um, half the money, uh, that prisoners get residents in nursing home, get half the money for food daily, um, as of what prisoners get. It's disgusting, uh, isn't that? Yes, yeah, horrible. Unless you're in a private uh, seniors home, right? Maybe then a little bit better. But yeah. uh, but so for me, I was I thought I was joking. I thought everybody was going to anybody that works in a nursing home was going to think like me. Um, I was already kind of a, a little bit of a radical, always outside the box. Um, critical you know, thinker is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, critical thinker, exactly. Yeah. Not so, radical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, people would say that, but yeah. Um, and then I got to work and everybody was super scared and it wasn't what I thought it was. And uh, people were like, Sarah, you know, don't even go there with this. Like, don't play with it. And I was actually chief steward of the union um, oh, okay. where I worked. 
Um, so I called the union and I was like, listen, they're taking away all my residents' rights and they're taking away our rights. What are we going to do about it? And they were like, Tara, don't you care about your residents? And I was like, oh, okay. So I was like, okay. So, you know, it was like, I was going to lose my job. Um, it was very clear from the beginning. And as a single mom of three, I kind of got scared. Yes. Um, I stayed quiet for a little bit. And, uh, and then I saw my residence deteriorating. So oh. I stayed quiet and uh, I had a resident that died of a heart attack within one week of um, them shutting down the nursing homes, like when family can come in, right? Uh, she, was, she was the kind of resident that when I came in the morning, I had to call her daughter and be like, what time are you coming? Because every five minutes, her mother was going to ask me what time she was coming. And she had a heart problem. She had anxiety. Um, so obviously, and you know, if she was like five minutes late, it was like, oh my God, she's dead. Um, right. So a lot of these residents, they have dementia, um, language barriers. They didn't understand what was going on. So her, for as an example, within a week, heart attack. Um, oh. Also, nursing homes are the last stop for a lot of these for all of these people, let's let's be, yes. keep it real. Um, and they're having their loved ones come in is the only thing that really keeps them alive. Keeps uh, their spirit up. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You see them come to life when their families come in. Um, and a lot of them are quite smart. And what people don't know is that a lot of them, quite a few of them, I say a lot of them, but won't eat from us because they know if they don't eat from us, we're going to call the family and the family is going to come in to feed them. Oh. So we have those regulars, right? That won't eat from us, their families, you know, some take turns to come and feed. Right. Um, so those people stop eating um, and oh. you saw a lot of failure to thrive. And then to make things worse, they started testing us. Um, and then, you know, in my nursing home, I have a lot of examples because I'm the co-founder. I get yes. a lot of messages and stuff. And we talk to a lot of nurses, obviously. But in my nursing home, um, because you have to think, I spoke out October 20, um, 2020. Uh, so this was yes. kind of more in the beginning. Um, but in, in my nursing home, three housekeeping tested positive with no symptoms. And so on and top this of- This is the PCR test? Just yes. to, yeah, okay. Yeah. And we but know there's toxins, really bad toxins in those tests. Um, yes as well yeah, yeah exactly and they, they were like forcing yeah. us um, terrible yes and so they tested positive no symptoms and so shut down the whole building so now everybody has to be in their room for 14 days and what they were doing and what they did across the country is that anyone that was like didn't want to stay in their room was said to have a behavior and then they would get sedated Oh, um, it? it's so abusive and, and such a horrific way to treat our elders. It's hard to even hear when you know it was done. I mean, we know the PCR test is a fraud. Um, you know, we know that people need family and each other. And that was done cruelly as well. Uh, so sad. So you ended up speaking out and parting ways with the home or yeah so I got I got sick of it because I saw my mental health deteriorate too Absolutely. um I had done a lot of work I got sober um and I started going to the gym and I was facilitating I I had a lot of trauma in my past and you know I I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia and I guess that's how I started looking at the industry like because when you have fibromyalgia which is a long-term disability here in Canada um yes. you know they, they they give you medications 
And it, they don't really know what it is. It took them two years to diagnose me. So I have done my own research and I have found out that it was about toxicity or yes. anything that stresses your body. So of course. it's emotional, but it also like food, medication, mm -hmm. water, all this stuff. And um, what they do is that they give you pills for every symptom, which is more toxicity. And of obviously, course. if you take these painkillers, these sleeping pills and all these other pills, you're going to get sicker and sicker. You become tolerant. You need higher doses and you end up having long-term disability. So I decided not to take the pills and take care of my past trauma. So I got Perfect. help. Yeah, I got help from my, you know, and then I got sober. I lost 60 pounds. I started going to the gym. Um, and next thing you know, I didn't have fibromyalgia anymore. And I loved my transformation. It was so awesome that I decided to facilitate too. And as I started facilitating, I started seeing a lot of people with trauma had a lot of somatic illnesses like this. Um, and they were having the same problem as me. Um, and then, so that's why I, I that's when I realized the medical industry is really messed up. I was looking at the food that they were giving in nursing homes, like powdered eggs, you know, new oh. juice, you know, oh. you know, and I was like, and, and just pushing pills. Right. And it's causing so much toxicity. Um, yes. so I, you know, and so like, as I said, they, they turned, you know, my mental health started deteriorating because I stopped standing in my truth. I knew this exactly. was a up um, and I couldn't go to the gym. I had no outlets. Um, well, so a great quote is Alexander Stoltzenitsyn, you know, the famous Russian writer talked about the abuse of the Russian people. And his quote is, you know, live not by lies. When you're living a lie, it affects you at every level, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and ultimately financially. You cannot live a lie. You thrive in the truth. Um, and maybe exactly. not short term, but long term, you do. Exactly. So that's when I spoke up. I was like, screw this. I'm ready to lose everything. Faith over fear. Exactly. I was like, if they kill me, that'll be it. But I am not living <laughs> in this lie. Um, oh, so good. Amazing. Wow. So, wow. So did it come to a head or did you just quietly say, this is it, I'm leaving? I mean, how did you part oh, ways? Oh, no, they fired me. Um, they fired you. Okay. I was under investigation uh, as I was speaking out because of what I had posted on social media. Um, okay. They wouldn't even tell me why I was under investigation. I was the union steward. Like, I, they yes. did everything wrong. They did everything yeah, they wrong. Did. They turned on me. It was yes. ridiculous. Um, and then because they, I was like, oh, they're going to stop me from saying what I need to say on social media. So on the weekend, I decided to speak up at a rally. And on the Monday, I was fired. But they didn't pull your license, at least. I mean, uh, something. no, I'm being I'm actually the only nurse being disciplined. I'm going I'm the first one going in uh, against the disciplinary committee as the College of Nurses of Ontario. Um, seven days, November seventh till the 16th um oh. and so let, yeah so mm -hmm. you, you might have a good timing because i heard there was a legal action against the college of physicians and surgeons that was won by the doctor um for forcing gagging them uh forcing them to push the the false narrative of safe and effective with these unsafe and toxic shots uh, so that's a precedent that you can use i mean i'll be rooting for you i hope it goes well if anyone can do it, you can. You're a fighter. Absolutely. Oh, 
that's uh, that'll be something to look forward to. Uh, hopefully, cr- fingers crossed for you. Uh, definitely say a prayer. So you you know you've been on this journey. I mean, you've gone across Canada. Uh, you've um, you've how many T- twice? Twice now, yeah. Oh my goodness! And you've been speaking out against the medical tyranny. I'm sure since uh, 2020, once you when you start to look, you know, go down in the rabbit hole, you've probably learned a lot of more disturbing things. As have I about the medical industry. It just keeps going and going. But then on the flip side, we're learning how incredible these bodies are and how we're built for healing. And how we can heal ourselves, you know, and with all these things, it's literally toxicity overload everywhere we go. So tell, tell, like, tell the audience about, you know, this whole back and forth across Canada, what type of people you've encountered, maybe some of the negative as well as the positive that you've, you've seen in people out there with the narratives colliding, basically. Yes. Well, you know, it was very difficult at first because Kristen and I ended up going to Washington, D.C. on January 6th um, to speak at a health and freedom rally. Um, And so when we came back, that's when we were defamed literally internationally. Like we were in a Washington Post all like I was on 24 every 30 minutes. Like so after that, that, for a while, it was difficult. A lot of death threats, a lot of threats, a lot of evil, wicked, mean people. Um, mostly online but threatening um so you know for me as a single mom with a lot of trauma kind of scary with my very much yes um so it was difficult in that way but the support um was amazing and like the people really came through I mean people were literally paying my bills putting money into my bank account Um, and you know people we got so much so much praise then we went to Vancouver we got so much love there flew back. And then last summer we did the whole West coast tour. And so we met, you know, we, we meet people that love us. Like once in a while I have magnets on my car too. Like people will be like, eh, give me the finger or something. And yeah. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, no, you don't care. Hardly yeah. anything. People are more like, yes, you yes. know, and, and obviously where we're speaking, like we were going to speak, like people knew us, people loved us. So we got a lot of love uh we heard a lot of stories very sad stories a lot of injured people people losing family members uh, what do you mean injured are you saying from from the shot just for people who who, some people tuning in might really there's people at different areas and everything else so they took the experimental safe and effective covid shot and they got harmed you saw a lot of that Many, many, many. And I, I run the social media for Canadian frontline nurses. So we received so many messages. Um, and also the corruption, the amount of nurses that reached out that didn't want to take it and that were coerced to it. It was, we've had, it was, it's, there's difficult times for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but meeting people and, and, you know, all the support we get to um, was amazing. Um, and like I said, so last year we did the West Coast tour, and this year we went out east with Canadian frontline nurses. Um, about the directory, which I'll talk about in a little bit, but also with lighting up door corners. I did the whole West Coast again and did my free workshop, Healing from Childhood Trauma 101, um, which which was really amazing because people's mental health is really yeah yeah right now. Yes, I'm spending a lot of time on that. I don't want to scare people who took the shot because I've become 
um, very hopeful about uh, detoxing from it, getting all that stuff out of your body. When I realize all the stuff they're putting in all of us, whether you took the shot or not, we all need to detoxify. You know, we all need to exercise. We all need to eat an alkaline diet. There are supplements that get rid of the parasites, um, that get rid of the sort of the fungus and the mold and the overgrowth and the candida. And it's it's kind of now we have to take our health back um, and and take control and charge of our life in every aspect. So health is is one of those. And when you're empowered with your health, you can get rid of almost everything. I mean, you've seen, you know, you probably heard stories and read them about cancers just melting. Um, you know, it's incredible what we're capable of. Um, it's just getting there. And right now we all have been abused and traumatized. And some people, I say, you know, very clearly they've been murdered um, by these regimes. And part of healing is holding the people who did this accountable um, first, you know, I think there needs to be accountability before we can rebuild. And I, I'm hopeful we can get there. Um, absolutely. So, so what are some of the, the stories of people down East? What were they saying, um, to you? What were some of the overwhelming messages and some of the feelings they're having in terms of stress? Well, I mean, it's the same thing that you hear all the time, like people passing away within weeks of getting the vaccine and getting clots and heart attacks and um, sudden cancers, like aggressive yeah. cancers. Uh, you know, we're hearing a lot of that. Um, miscarriages, uh, stillbirth. Oh, yeah. It's so, and even in the breast milk now, I mean, how, how that's so unhealthy for the babies. It is. It's so disturbing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, at least I, I heard that like people are not taking the boosters. They're really trying to push them. And that is good. People, because every shot is cumulative for toxicity. Yeah. So we're hearing a lot of that, right? So the more shots people get, the more like they're dropping. Um, yes. And, really and how many doctors? Immune system, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I don't know. The last time I heard and I wrote an article for Druthers last month, it's, there was like 30 some odd doctors died suddenly after the fourth booster. And the Canadian Medical Association is just scrubbing that, just like playing it down. I mean, this criminal negligence right there. Yes. Um, I, I mean, the path forward is, is, is it's got to be the light. It's got to be the truth before we move forward. The whole truth, people need to know the ugly truth before we can heal. The matrix sweep it fall. Yes, yes, the matrix. <laughs> Absolutely. And you're doing your part. I mean, what so in turn, like, I've interviewed Sean um oh Taylor, and you probably know Sean, former ER nurse. Um, beautiful story. And he talked about how he found God, even with the, the amount of evil that you start to see, you understand that God is there and always was there. Uh, but these people who are controlling things and it's not even a large number are just truly evil and, and wicked and, and really, really have tricked and conned and, um, and, and everything they've taught people for well over a hundred years yes. is blatantly false. Yes. Medically, the whole Rockefeller system needs to go. And do you see that day? And, and what, what's your vision? What, you know, would you stay in, in a private clinic? What's your, you know, what are you hoping to build for the future? 
So I have no, we have at Canadian Frontline Nurses, the, the you know, us the, us, the founders have no interest into going back into the system. Um, yeah. So we are creating a new healthcare paradigm. And awesome. so this is where we have hope. So we've been speaking out a lot and advocating and fighting. And of course, we have to hold people accountable. But there comes a point where you got to also move on and create the world that you want to see. That's what we're doing now. So uh, we have a new directory. And so our goal now is to get people out of the hospitals, out of the nursing homes and everything back into the community, Um, you know, care back into the community. So how do we do that? Um, We, we have to, so like from birth to death, because I don't know if you know, but giving birth in a hospital is actually more dangerous than yes. giving birth in the community. <laughs> yes. Yes, I know. I, I yes, yes. And it causes I, yes. a lot of trauma. Oh, yes. A lot more victim people in victim mentality, which are listening and doing everything that these people want. So we have to empower ourselves and that's what we're all about. So we don't believe, and it's like even dying, why die within four walls? Why not die in the community surrounded by your family, your belongings, and why not celebrate life while you're still alive and make it a beautiful transition? Um, oh, I love it. Yes. And uh, you know, it's funny. I just, I just wanted to mention this because you just, uh, just sparked this and I wanted your thoughts on it. You can see how they're perverting everything. They're making everything seem good for you, which actually is much more harmful. And I read, I don't know when it was, but women used to like squat and give birth. It was natural, you know, with the, with gravity, it was easier. And then they made them lie down and it made it so much harder to deliver a baby. Just all these things they do to fuck you up and make you hurt and punish you and harm you. Everything. You look at every little thing, like even, you know, the fluoride in your toothpaste, everything. Good for you. Yeah, right. <laughs> when you look I at know. everything, it's almost everything. If they say it's good, then it's like, yeah, how is this bad for me is what I say now. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And that's where like, so for us, you know, if you think about it, the medical industry loves saying that we're patients. And when you're a patient and that patient mm-hmm. mentality, you're victim. a victim. Exactly. And you're weak. It, it empowers weak. you. You need something from the outside to come and save you. You are flawed. You know, yeah. it's not your fault. It takes your power away. Absolutely. So we Canadian frontline nurses, we don't believe in that. We believe that people are active participants and that only yes. you can heal yourself when you decide to do so. And mm-hmm. we are here to empower you by educating you, guiding you, giving you the tools and knowledge you need to do so. So how are we doing that? So we have a directory. We're looking for nurses. Um, and you know, a lot of the nurses that we are looking for are kind of like-minded like us, but we don't mind nurses that still have their licenses and do the conventional care into the community. That's fine. Some people still want that, even though they don't want to go in the hospital because they're not vaccinated or right. Yes. Um, when you say community, do you mean going back to a model where people will go to people's houses, kind of like the traveling doctor, the good yes. old days? That would be so amazing. That's what I see as well. And you could Absolutely. have like all sorts of uh, healthcare providers, massage therapist, you know, all you could have a whole place as well so as that's the, So that's yeah. the whole thing, right? It's like, so we're trying to empower our nurses to find their purpose and passion. Like me, I now do mental health. I run programs to help people go to the root cause of their mental health, because I don't believe that any mental illnesses um, is it's whatever they're saying is all lies. It's just a oh. diagnosis 
to put you in a box to give you a pill, but it's all trauma. And I yes. just, my program is to give you the tools and knowledge you need to get started. And then you do it on your own. You, Beautiful. you, like, you don't need pills and yes. stuff like that. So well, you look at, you look at nature's way of healing us and some of the traumas. I mean, we've all been traumatized and a lot of people repress them. Right. And so then it shows up as a physical illness and it's like, like everything you're doing all the work, we have to bring these traumas to light recognize them be aware and then gently let them go and you know we have these beautiful things in nature like um you know like these medicinal mushrooms people have had these experiences of healing ptsd and um you know other other things uh, other than these toxic drugs people can lift this out and these trained psychologists or psychiatrists are really just one goal give you a diagnosis and then push push a pill just like a doctor this isn't healing at all. Yeah. It's yeah. reinforcing. In fact, I've read it reinforces the trauma because it just reinforces the victim mode. How are you a victim? Yes, you're a victim. And then people just keep showing up to, to, to be reinforced as a victim instead of stepping into their power. Absolutely. Because trauma is anything that disconnects you from yourself. It's not what trauma is not what people think it is. Uh, it could be very subtle things. And so anything that disconnects you from yourself, and if you think about it, you heal by reconnecting. But if you're taking a pill, you're disconnecting even more. You're numbing from even where you're at now. So you're going further into your trauma instead of coming back. Yeah, so absolutely. That's a big problem. It's huge. And people then are walking around like, you know, like truly like brain dead zombies with no joy in their lives, no happiness. And that's not a way to live, you know. And it's just, it's just this avoidance of the pain, you know, and, yeah, and, and you exactly. face it. Yeah. Learning to face it with, a, you know, with someone who can maybe guide you or give you tools and get you through and then create that vision that, you know, there can be a better future, which is absolutely the case. A lot of people in like trauma or pain do not believe that they're they're either they're worthy of a better future or that there ever will be a better future. Is this something, I don't know if this is an appropriate time where you wanted to talk more about these clinics. So, uh, you know, yeah, yeah because I, 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 I tend to, to get off that. on tangents. It's like, we're oh, going no, here. And I, I'm like, I, I, <laughs> I just want to finish that, but definitely want to come back to this. Okay. I'll put it in my mind. Okay. Yeah. So tell us, yeah, finish your, your, cause yes. this is such a cool idea. These yeah. Clinics. So, so we're trying to empower, so it's not clinics. So oh, we're yeah. trying to empower people to um, the nurses now. So, so we, there's, a, so we have a membership thing. You can be right. a member right. as a nurse or a member as a public member. So member as a nurse, it's a hundred dollars a year. You get, obviously you get advertised on our directory, mm -hmm. um, but it's not really just about that. It's about, you know, um, empowering you to find your purpose and passion. So we have right. some, opportunities like uh, we have some of our nurses now took the birth companion course so uh, everything so we have one nurse that already um, caught two babies in the community oh the I get shivers that's beautiful right? so we're, we're trying to get nurses to find their purpose and passion and give them access yes. to education we have a nurses advocacy course that just started and our nurses that are on the directory got like 70 plus percent off um, so okay. we're looking for, and we're obviously just starting, but we're looking for more ways of doing this. We have webinars bi-weekly where people who have already come out of the system come and educate on what they're doing just to 
um, you know, get nurses to have ideas on what they can do too. For example, we had Dr. Meyer Schneider who came mm -hmm. and he was born blind and now has a California driver's license and heals people's eyesight. And wow. he swears cool. that no, everyone's eyesight can be healed. Uh, wow. And not the glasses, because it just makes everything worse. Uh, yeah, it's like all these things just make yeah. it worse. <laughs> yeah, so just showing, like, nurses how to unlearn, you know, yeah. all the, the, the lies they've learned, been it, programmed with. Yeah. So we do that. Um, and wow. we do have other nurses that are kind of leaders already who are starting hubs. So hubs would be kind of like what you're calling a clinic. Um, okay. they, would, they would kind of, they, they create teams. Uh, maybe they connect with doctors that are like-minded or chiropractor, okay. nutritionists, um, okay. five blood technicians, like whatever, you, you know, okay. that, right. that they find. And so in that way, because some people still want to go somewhere. Uh, and yes. and if, even if it's mobile and you're going to someone's houses, sometimes you're going to need the doctor, right? Maybe right. You, you do need for some reason a prescription. Right? right. Even though we try to go the holistic way as much as we can, but we have all kinds of nurses. So for nurses, they have access to these kind of things. Um, and, you know, it's all recorded and they can always access it again. We have discounts and all kinds of things. And then you have the public members, um, like people like you, who, who can also join. So the membership is $50 a year. They obviously get access to the directory. But our whole thing, remember, is to make people independent in their health, so active participants. So we then have, um, like I have my workshop my, that I did across um, the country, how to recover from childhood trauma is free to them. No one else has access to it on the outside. Um, I have a, I just recorded how to recover from fibromyalgia, so they have access to that. Kristen is recording um, a course, it's a workshops, like two, three hour workshops, right? Um, called um, how to create your your emergency care kit like it's holistic yeah, for right. home right to have at home so and now we also brought in public members will be uh, have it be available to listen to the webinars of all the you know Chris can, uh, B cancer came on our call a couple oh, of weeks yeah, ago right oh, so great. All these different types yeah. of people um, and and we are now looking into creating links that okay. people can click so that let's say you have a kid that has fever. Um, and you don't want to go to hospital, you don't know what to do, you can click a link that will like help you, you That's know. That's really great, helpful, so make yes. You independent, right? And worse yes. comes worse, you can, there'll be nurses that you can access under like online too. Some of our nurses are online and, and in person. Um, right. But so, let's say you have a urinary tract infection and you don't want to get antibiotics, like you'll have a no. protocol there yeah. that people can click and do themselves without <laughs> having to go get the antibiotics, which are anti-life honestly exactly yes right. so well, this is what we're doing like we're trying to make people independent trying to get nurses out of the system and creating something new you know to 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 and it's more preventative care natural treatments yes. and treating the person as a whole oh and that's you know in my training when i went back to school for holistic nutrition and i say you know our hn that was all it's all the whole person i mean and that's just a piece of it too you know we have to take into account our food as well as our emotions and now we have to take in the toxicity of our environment 
you know, with uh, which is massive right now. Well, you know, we may be in peak toxicity for all of humanity. Who knows? But yeah. it's it's unbelievable. And you know, so do you see this model being like private care, where people will pay cash, um, or will they they won't be able to have coverage uh, in the short term, anyways? But so we are not going to be connected to anything government. Uh, yeah, we have, like we said, we're completely moving out of that system. Um, so it does mostly work as private. Like we have to change our mentality from being, because we don't want to become socialist, like the, the exactly. socialist. Exactly. Yes. We have to change our mentality and be able to pay for our health and maybe not buy this or that. But there are cases where, for example, there are some things that are covered under OHIP that you can find a nurse maybe that has become a naturopath that can cover you on this. So it really depends on the nurse. You contact the nurse um, maybe in your area or online, and then you, it's a contract between you and them. And there are sometimes some of our nurses that um, will um, help people in a certain way that, you know, they support it. Like, for example, like I went across the country and did my free workshop. It's a three hour workshop. It really helps people that can afford my programs to actually start on their own. And it, okay. you know, excellent. They can, they can start healing and they have the tools and knowledge, right? So oh, it's so amazing. Wow. Well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to hear how that goes and um, definitely help you in any ways. I know detox is one of my passions. It's become my thing going around talking about detox, not just physically, but you know, emotionally, because of the stress that we've all been under. And the it's not just been an assault physically, these these psychos, these psychopaths know how to break our spirit and divide us. And I say, it's a, you know, it's an assault on the family, which is really so fundamental that we must, it's such a strong unit when it's together. And I think that's why the new Italian um, Prime Minister spoke so beautifully about the importance of family and what she stands for and how they're trying to break it down and turn us into just binary numbers and not even men and women anymore, birthing parent one birth. We, we must resist that because we need our families and their assaulting relationships and everything normal and wonderful about, you know, about life and about being human and humanity as a whole. We're social. We need each other. And that this division through the different narratives and this and that, I I hate to say vaxxed and not and calling people anti that word anti when you put it in front of anything creates this cognitive dissonance. It's like the straw man attack. You, if you just say you're an anti and it yes. just, Oh, I'm not talking to that person. So massive stress. I mean, those who withstood the bombardment of the carrot and the stick to get this experimental injection. Um, you know, a few people now are coming out and calling them heroes like uh, Dr. Corey, you have a certificate of excellence for withstanding the most aggressive assault to get something in your body but the stress is there let's talk about your story of stress before you even uh came into the movement i mean just probably living the lie maybe even at a subconscious level being a nurse and seeing these beautiful these elderly people not treated right uh tell us the story like how you turned that distress cycle to you know you turn to alcohol right because of the, your own traumas what did that feel like like that that going through that that process of just feeling so upset and so down that then you just make it you know you you have to get that fighting that addiction as well well for me it started in childhood i i'm a um 
I have a survivor of incest. I was abused by, by my grandfather, sexually abused between the ages of three and five. Um, oh. Domestic violence in the house. My parents didn't really uh, love each other. Um, so um, oh. it started quite young for me. I started drinking when I was 14. Um, oh. Because there was, you know, once it's easy to be re-victimized too. I was, you know, on the streets, I, I used to, uh, bang for for my fix. I sold drugs at fifteen. Oh um, wow! I, you know I've yeah I was uh, you know unfortunately um, you know raped um, oh. and, and I married at eighteen a thirty three year old man um, who was supposed to be a refugee and he was like the dad I wanted and he was going to save me. <laughs> oh <laughs> no! Yes, right. Um, so, so, you know, moving fast forward, uh, you know, he, and he got deported and like very long story. I was drinking off and on and, uh, but I have three kids. And I, when I was 28, I decided I had enough of uh, the abuse. And I realized that it was because I was staying for my kids because I didn't have the family yes. unit that I wanted. Uh, yes. I was like, well, no matter what's happening to me, I'm going to stay for my kids. And then one day my 10 year old or 11 at the time, told me that she wanted to run away. And I realized, oh my God, like they're not happy. This is really bad for them. And it just switched and I, and, and that was it for me. I left um, and even though, you know, I, I was threatened to death, um, oh I, I left and I was ready to die. Um, oh my God, God. what a story. Wow. I a mom uh, of three and, you know, I was working 60 hours a week. I drank, I started drinking again. I was drinking a lot. I was definitely not, uh, the perfect mom, very functional, uh, but, you know, drinking a lot. And I went through a lot of stuff, but it, it came after when I reached 37, um, I started having fibromyalgia. And so, you know, my oh, lifestyle wasn't sustainable. My body was no. like, deteriorating. Yeah. yeah. Like, listen um, to me, yeah. do something. Yeah. Knock, yeah. knock. Yeah. Yeah. And wow. I took two years of like all kinds of labs and tests. And I was like, I'm going to die before they find out and what I have. And that's when I started doing my own research. And I really hit rock bottom. I couldn't get out of bed. Um, you know, I could hardly move in the morning. I was so stiff. I was literally falling apart. Like I felt bugs crawling on me. I had rheumatoid arthritis symptoms. I had irritable bowel syndrome. I had bladder problems. I had problems with my periods. I had uh, memory. I was blanking out. I was losing balance. Like everything was wrong. My eyesight was going, um, you know, I had, I had sciatic nerve pain. I was um, 37. Oh, so, so young. How long ago was that? Um, I'm five years ago. I, I was so, I got sober, um, April, 2008. So wow. I, I took my health in my own hands. Like I said, I didn't take the pills and I went to get help for my trauma. Um, and then that's how I got sober. And, 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 you know, I started going to the gym. I started facilitating. I lost so much weight. I detoxified. I was in the best shape of my life before the pandemic wow. hit, I was helping other people. And then when the pandemic hit and they closed the gyms, I couldn't facilitate anymore because yes. it was online and I was saying my truth and I couldn't say my truth anymore. I was triggering all the other uh, survivors. Yeah because they thought I was crazy. Um, right. So I had to stop that. So I kind of lost everything. And I stopped standing in my truth because oh. I was going to lose my job. And most of all, I thought they were going to kill me. I was looking yeah. at the nurses that spoke out in the States and I was like, they're dead. They're dead. Oh, it was but scary in the beginning. It's yeah. serious stuff. Like people don't yeah. realize how the medical industry is 
silences people in that way. Like it was really scary. They um, do. Then, I mean, look at some of these scientists that had the um, courage to post the truth and some yeah. of them were murdered. I mean, there's a long list of prominent scientists that were murdered um, and uh, for for even investigating very small things. And they really do give you very little to research and you follow these guidelines. So we're really under a system now and I think it's breaking apart, but they're telling you what to say. They're telling you what science to publish and promote. And it doesn't matter if it's in Harvard or the Lancet. We know the Lancet, even the most prestigious medical journal, was compromised to put in a fake study about ivermectin to deter people from taking the truly safe and effective drug that is basically the treatment for COVID and would have just uh, you know, made the, the need for so, a so-called injection vaccine um, not not necessary well, that's so, the whole thing right they, yeah, they don't want alternatives because they can use the vaccine under emergency use if they had ivermectin even hydroxychloroquine I, yes. as an early prevention oh yeah and both of those on the world health uh, organization are known to be the some of the safest drugs yes. on earth for the last 60 years yeah safer than an aspirin i've heard and and they all the smart people in africa who've been experimented on from the gates foundation for years said no thanks to the shot and because they were all on these uh, hydroxychloroquine for malaria they never even had any symptoms you know the exactly. the real the real incredible thing is that the whole concept of what a virus is 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 false too and whether you know now we're really is is this actually a virus that is like a pathogen you have in your body and then it attacks you no it's your body is experiencing a disease so it's not at ease because of the way you treat it you know the acidity of the food the toxins that you're not detoxifying and then you're susceptible to a series of symptoms which can be cleared up if you look after your body um, and many people including you know robert young dr robert young says we're we're really just experiencing radiation poisoning all of us are being poisoned systematically by radiation from the 5g and the wi-fi um, you know, our cell phones are doing it and people were injected. What's that? This is an EMF repellent. Mm -hmm. So I, it, it, it doesn't turn it off. It makes it safe to, for it to be around you. So there's certain things we, we can do, uh, but it's, yes. yeah, it's serious. It's serious. We're in a microwave. We're <laughs> totally serious. in a microwave. Yeah. <laughs> It, 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 and that's the thing. I, eventually, we got to turn off the microwave because even our bodies, when you're detoxifying, I'm going to ask uh, Dr. Young about that. Um, he, he's uh, he's coming on the show. But the thing is, I mean, in terms of our own ecosystem, I, I have one of these uh, pendants, too. Yes, it's got exactly. a crystal on it. And but the thing is, if we keep our, you know, it sounds airy fairy, our frequency high, I've been I've been working on this like really intensely like a warrior now, because how can I I thrive and live? I've got a program like I've never had even, you know, I you know, I do like red wine, but I'm even very much moderate because it's so acidic and anything they're like oh yeah you can have alcohol they leave those stores open I know it's you know it's because it's so acidic and it's not that good for you um so you know really try to bring about your best diet when it comes to like I wanted to ask you so you 
you mean you went through really hell that could have broken people I mean look at your strong spirit I mean it's so inspiring to other people that you went through this unbelievable childhood trauma and then you had that strength inside it must have been always there maybe you all, you still wanted to help people like you weren't bitter you didn't attack you didn't see so you wanted to care for people always it's so beautiful sarah i mean that you became a nurse and i'm so but proud of it's you it's not what people think i became a nurse because i felt worthless and oh, helping her put worth and value onto me Mm, I so see. When okay. you really look deeper into these things, I mean, now I've healed a lot, and I still want to use everything that happened to me to help others, and I get to share my story and stuff like that, which is amazing. But right. it also helps me because it makes everything that happened to me worth it, right? Yes. So, I get yes. so it's not just, and you know, for for people that have trauma, either hurt others. Yes. And end up in prison or, or, you know, worst case scenario, you're, you're either hurting others or you're hurting yeah. yourself. And yes. I, dropped, I was drinking myself to death. I was 22. I had almost perforated my stomach. I was ulcered. Oh my God. Thank God. Thank God so, you turned at the corner. So, yes. So um, it's, it's not as, you know, simple as what people think. There are no. certain things that happens in your head and, and like when you really know how trauma works, but it's, it's really amazing um, how, you know, what happens and, and why I'm so strong is because I was able to go to the root cause and look at my truth. And that's mm -hmm. why I run these programs now is to teach people how to do that because everybody has the potential to become super powerful like we are so powerful mm -hmm. yes i agree in your truth and be able to align yourself with yourself you know and reconnect with yourself properly to have yes. that power that's exactly what they don't want and that's why yeah. they use fear and so so many people who i really thought my life would be with me strong i thought they were strong speak out they shrank back and they're just the fear and I find like the, you get stronger and stronger in when you're living the truth, you know, you're living, it doesn't mean it's not always like a smooth sailing, but no, it's, <laughs> it's definitely not smooth sailing, but the adventure, think of the adventure, it's rich. And I've never felt more grateful for this world and more like I feel responsible for for earth now like you know the the, the nature and the animals because we're all being bombarded and even when people aren't that friendly it's easier to forgive them I find because you know you can just let it go very quickly because we're all being assaulted and then you feel determined to create something better when you see all these, these are artificially constructed prisons that we're in everywhere, the financial prison, the legal prison, the, you know, look at the, the sickness within the educational system. Um, and it is a lot to take on, but I think if you just like move the things forward a little bit every day, you know, you know, in, in creating that better world, and you had the strength to not only like completely walk away after you'd been through this trauma, but then to start something from zero and build it. I mean, that's, that's gutsy and amazing. And look at your smile. Like I can just see you just like energized. That's, that's, uh, that, I just go, that's fucking awesome, Sarah. Just so amazing. And that's what we need. 
Like yeah. you have the courage of a thousand doctors. This is what this if just imagine all the doctors had stood up like you did. And, you know, they make a lot of money. Oh, well, maybe one year, you, you know, you might be off for one year or, or you might have to live off savings for a minute. I mean, it wasn't even that big a sacrifice to speak out. But I, they sold did. I sold my house. I was in so much debt um, and I sold my house in the best time because now the prices are already going down. Good. Um, I get good. to focus on because I don't want no attachment at all. I don't want no debt. No. Uh, yes. You know, I'm ready to run if I need to. <laughs> you <laughs> don't run. You no, don't I'm, I'm just, no, no, I'm yeah. not going to run. I'm not yeah. going to run. I'm just saying like, because I'm worst case scenario, I have all this trauma, right? So I'm very mm-hmm. hyper vigilant. And yes. so I'm for anything, but I don't want to be tied down in these times. So it was for me, it was like, I don't need all this stuff. These are shackles that they have us yeah. with our careers, our mortgage, our things 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 all of that so i can Uh, focus on my thing and doing what i want to do and living the life that i was born to live oh that's amazing and i'm i'm sure it's going to be very successful i've I've just like a great feeling for it and that's amazing so i mean i think we've covered it like what an incredible story people know where to find you canadianfrontlinenurses.ca um, what's, you know, just to end off, what are you planning for the next few months other than your court case? Um, is there anything people should be aware of or anything well, going I'm, on or how they can support what you do? Well, I'm running, I'm running. Well, yes, please become a member. It's, it's for you. It's not just yeah. it will keep us going. It's, it's, it's not a lot of money. Um, right. it's really to get people, empower people. But for me, I'm running, lighting up their corners and I have my programs. Um, so you can follow me also at lighting up dark corners uh dot com we're very censored very censored so i yes. try to subscribe to our website uh, <laughs> but i'm on all social media platforms under my name sarah shizunian okay. um, and i give a lot of tips and tricks on mental health uh but also on canadian frontline nurses we're always um, talking about what we're doing um awesome. you know subscribing to the websites is the best way to get yeah. we have newsletters right so you really stay updated with what's going on Oh, mm-hmm. that's great. Well, I mean, thank you for uh, the light you're sharing, your courage and your passion. And thanks. Uh, thanks for everything you're doing for uh, for Canada. And I really look forward to the future with a brand new, uh, you know, integrated healthcare system, whole person based, per- focusing on community care and preventative uh, healthy medicine, safe and effective medicine. And well, thank care. you so much for having me. Thank you. It was fun. Oh, good. Okay, we'll talk to you soon. Yes. Ah, yes. Yeah. See you at the next event. Okay, bye thank now. You. Take, Take care. care. Bye. bye.